You're listening to Treasuring Mothers with your host, Jenny Baxter. It's time to catch up with our social worker, Michelle Fletcher. And today we're talking a little bit about keeping secrets and what sort of secrets we can keep with our kids and how to teach them about keeping secrets. Because often secrets are something that people who are grooming children or even using them for sexualized behavior will talk about. They'll talk about keeping a secret, which is disturbing. It's a big issue, really. It's huge, huge. And actually, one in four children, one in four girls and one in seven boys in Australia are actually abused. That's a huge proportion, really. It's huge. It's really frightening, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really important that we talk to our children about what are safe secrets and what are unsafe secrets. Mm -hmm. When we think about secrets, a secret is basically information. And it can be good or bad and it can be safe or unsafe. And sometimes what happens is that we hold a secret and it causes us to have conflict within ourselves about whether we tell that secret or whether we don't tell that secret because there's a cost to telling the secret and there's a cost to holding that secret. So if you think about um, the social cost to revealing the information, what if that secret ruins my relationships? What if it breaks the trust of the people around me? What if it ruins people's reputations? What if it changes people's destinies? What if I'm a whistleblower? So, you know, the conflict of revealing the information, there's a social cost. So if you hold that versus sharing the secret helps me connect with people on an intimate level. So the way we connect with others and maintain intimacy, you know, when friends get together and they share their secrets, the way that we have shared confidence and we trust each other with our information and that helps us to connect socially. So there's that conflict there about whether to tell or whether not to tell. And to ask a child to understand that is quite a big thing. So we need to help children at a very young age decide what is safe to tell and what is not safe to tell. And we also need to help children to understand that some adults need to be safe to tell and how we know how to trust and who to trust. Because in days gone by, we used to talk a lot about stranger danger. And we used to teach them that strangers were weird-looking men in raincoats in parks. But research shows us that actually they're often not the ones that we need to be worried about. Often abusers happen within our own families. And, you know, they're well-groomed, nice guys next door that we know. Fathers, uncles, people that the children know really well. So when children are holding secrets, the dissonance within them is huge because the perpetrator has actually said to the child, don't tell anybody, this is our little secret. And the child instinctively knows that that is wrong. What is happening to them is wrong, but they don't know what to do with that information because they know that they might get into trouble, but they know they can't tell because they've been asked not to tell. And I think there's probably a level of shame involved as well, isn't there? Because they know something has happened to them and whatever happens, you always take the blame on yourself at some level, don't you? You do. So to tell somebody else what's happened makes you feel bad that you've done something. At least by not telling, it feels like maybe no one will know. That's right. That's the deception that happens, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. And when I speak to victims of child abuse, the same themes keep coming up, shame, 
guilt, I'm not worthy, it was my fault. Those same themes just keep coming up. And they're lies, but we are taught, you know, the children are taught to believe those things because they're forced to hold those secrets until, you know, until someone can help them process them in later life, if at all. So when you talk about different types of secrets, Michelle, what do you mean exactly? So it's important to teach kids about different types of secrets Mm -hmm. so that kids can learn to discern when to tell and when not to tell. So here's some types of secrets, all right? So there are benign, surprise, frivolous secrets. So they're things like surprise birthday parties, presents, you know, the tooth fairy, Okay, so they're the kinds of secrets that when a child of, say, six or seven discovers the tooth fairy and then they're keeping the secret and the Santa and all of that, and that's okay to keep that secret because, you know, that's a secret. Um, And then there's the big secrets. So they're the secrets when a parent has cancer and we decide whether we tell the child at a particular age and how much we tell the child and whether it's age appropriate and which information we give a child. So sometimes families have big secrets like that and we dribble information to a child and we might give one child more information than we do a smaller child. So we have to make decisions about the size of the secret because younger children can't hold bigger secrets okay and then there are secrets of omission so auntie brenda might drop a child back to mum and say oh by the way seeing we're at the door don't tell mum we ate all those chocolates today (laughs) so what does the child do with that secret Mm. does she tell or does she get in trouble for not being able to eat her dinner So, you know, that's a pretty hard secret to tell. And then there are the guilty, shameful or hard, harmful secrets like self-harming, bulimia, um, secret drinking, you know, sexual secrets that older children might have or even younger tweens. And then there are the insidious, predatory, dangerous secrets, Uh, the grooming, the sexual abuse, the sexting, you know, those kinds of secrets. So I've scaled those from the benign right through to the really dangerous. And those are conversations that we need to have with our children to help them understand where the levels of trust are. And those are conversations that we teach our kids about appropriate secret keeping. So we need to have conversations about safe and unsafe, who we can tell and what are safe and unsafe secrets, what are confidential conversations and versus secrets. So we need to teach kids how to respect other people's boundaries and privacy, when to tell, when not to tell. Kids should never feel that secrets are a burden to carry. So if a child feels that something is too heavy for them to carry, that should be a warning sign to them that they need to tell somebody. Even if they feel they just let out a little bit, because otherwise it's going to spill out in their behaviour somewhere and something will be wrong. Yes, so I remember when I was seven and my parents told us, family secret, we are going to move house. It means, Jenny, that you will be shifting schools soon. Wow. Please don't tell anyone. This is our family secret for the moment. Now, what I did with that was I was really attached to my grade two teacher and I went to her the next day and said, 
I've got a secret, but I've got to tell you mm. that I'll be leaving soon because our family is moving. Now, I didn't ever tell my mum and dad that I told yes. her that, yes. but I really felt like I needed to let her know because I loved her to bits. Yes. And so, yeah, yes. she was family to me in some ways, I suppose. Yes. So it, it's such a grey area, isn't it? Knowing I, what's all right and what's not. It so is. And we feel that inner conflict of, of you know, it builds up. And sometimes we just have to let it spill mm. over. And then we feel bad because we've let it spill. And imagine that torment for a child when they've accidentally let something slip, when they've been told not to. Yes. I don't know what you do with that. I suppose yeah. that's where it's important to have a really a great relationship with your kids yes. so that they feel like you're a trustworthy person to talk to. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Yep. And that's my next point. Always make sure that you've talked to your child about who are your trusted adults. You've got a network of people. Who are your trusted adults? And always talk about what are the secrets that you can never, never hold. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, that's really helpful. And and what sort of things would you mean by those? What would be those sorts of secrets? So those kinds of secrets are things about things about your body, anything that you are really uncomfortable with. So when you're, if you are, if 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 people, so your body is private and to be protected, and when your body is violated and it feels wrong, you need to tell somebody. If you are told to keep secrets that you feel is wrong, you need to tell somebody. Um, never force kids to kiss strangers. Like there's all this stuff that we do that kind of breaks down those barriers. So, you know, for, for my children, I always try to help them de make decisions about their own personal space that if it feels wrong... You don't have to do it and you need to tell somebody if someone tries to encroach on your personal space. Mm. That's kind of the, the boundary of that. Yes. Yes. Interesting what you say about your, your private, you know, who you are. Yes. And your private parts, which yes. I have discovered includes your lips as well. Yes. It's, it's good to make that clear that yes. lips are actually your private parts. Absolutely. Um, and Absolutely. it's something that I wasn't aware of. No. When I was four years old, we went to a shopping centre and I had to sit on Santa's knee. I screamed blue murder. My mother made me sit on Santa's knee. Mm. When I took my children to the shopping centre to sit on Santa's knee, my kids did not want to. I didn't make them sit on Santa's knee. Why? 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 Do we do that? Yeah. You know, we're told not to kiss strangers and mm. to come up to strange men. Why do we make our children sit on Santa's mm. knee? How weird is that? Mm. And no wonder you end up with kids. Uh, yeah, I was at a shopping centre once and talking to a lady who was near the Santa's yes. chair saying, there's screaming kids leaving here all day. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just awful. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So the other thing that I tell parents is any time a child tells you something, Always believe them. You, the time for questioning is not when they tell you. The time for questioning is later. But when they tell you, always believe what they're telling you. Because little children don't know enough about sexualized behavior to make stuff up. They only can tell you when they've been exposed to it, either through media or action, what mm -hmm. they see, what they see or hear. So if they're telling you something that 
is not age appropriate, they've been exposed to it and that's not okay. I've actually attached a resource, which I'm hoping you'll include, which comes from the Sexual Assault Support Service Mm -hmm. and it's a set of traffic lights. It's a resource which is available online. Yes, that's right. So we can put it up on the podcast page Great. um, at treasuringmothers.com and that's where people can get access to this. Wonderful. And it's a fantastic thing that I often give out to parents and it talks about green behaviours, orange behaviours and red behaviours and it's really helpful for professionals and parents to know which behaviours are okay and when you need to start worrying and maybe sometimes how to talk to children about behaviours that are not okay and when to seek professional help. That's great. So Michelle, lovely to talk to you about this today. It's a really important topic and great to underline some of those things. Just one thing on teenagers. So teenagers keep different kinds of secrets and because teenagers are actually starting to individuate from us, they they want to keep us at arm's length, and which is normal and quite natural. And sometimes they actually want us to be more included in the, our world, in their world. However, teenagers often have secrets which can be more life-threatening because they tend to indulge sometimes in more risky behaviours. So teenagers, uh, their motivations for keeping difficult secrets come more from shame and guilt and also risking their parents' disapproval and disappointment. So teenagers uh, are more likely to have secrets around rape or sexual abuse, alcohol, drugs and smoking, eating disorders, bullying, cyberbullying, sexting. And... um, The thing is that you need to be really, really careful about how you deal with that. First and foremost, be very, very mindful of not embarrassing your teenager Mm. because you'll get one shot at it. (laughs) And if you embarrass them, they will not give you a second go. So you need to have a, you need to maintain not only your face, rearrange your face so that you don't have shock on your face. But you also need to maintain your relationship with them. So be with, sit with, whatever they bring at you, be supportive, don't embarrass them. Be open to talking about whatever it is they need to tell you and just create an open atmosphere where they can come and know that you will be safe to talk about what it is they need to tell you. Don't judge them because often it's not always their fault. Their prefrontal cortexes are less developed, so they can be impulsive. And so sometimes they'll find themselves in a situation that they can't get out of because they've got one foot in adult world and one foot in child world. Yeah, they sometimes just need some help digging out of the hole that they've found themselves in often through not their own fault. Yes, so if you provide a trusting environment where they feel comfortable talking to you about stuff, then that makes it much easier. If you haven't got that sort of relationship with your teen, what do you suggest? If you can find somebody else who has a relationship with your child who you can trust, go to them and don't let your pride get in the way. If you're not that person, get somebody else who is and just go, Praise God that there is somebody else in this child's life who can help them. 
Or I guess that's the next thing. If there isn't, yes. pray and ask God Absolutely. for somebody else who can connect Absolutely. with your child. Yeah, That's right. And if there isn't a another person in your support network, there are some incredibly good skilled counsellors in the youth sphere out there who will help your teenager. Well, yes, Michelle, so good to just get this out in the open, I suppose. It's one of those secrets we don't talk about, keeping secrets. And it's something we really need to be a lot more aware of, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's really great to have the conversation today. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. Okay, thanks. And Michelle Fletcher is our Family Matters social worker who comes and talks to me every now and then on Treasuring Mothers. It's been great to have her company today. Thanks for listening to Treasuring Mothers. Be sure to visit treasuringmothers.com to join the conversation, access show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content.